between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.
these things are real. These, these are tangible journeys in Christ. Amen. These are labels that a man's soul needs to engage in to come into mastery of what is called righteousness in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to journey to come into the mastery of what is called righteousness in the spirit. So let's let's begin to see it again. I know we've been visiting Isaiah 28, but there's a lot of things in there that God will build off over this afternoon to get us to where He wants us to be. Amen. I'll start from verse 9, Isaiah chapter 28, from verse 9. Whom shall we teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drunk from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to these people. To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith he will cause the very to rest. And this is refreshing, yet they will not hear. Verse 13, For the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Amen. Are we ready this afternoon? Are we ready this afternoon? Now, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, is the doctrine. And is the knowledge. Amen? Just that the doctrine and the knowledge is administered to us here a little, there a little. Amen? So it's like a book. In this book, amen, today we open the Genesis chapter 1. Tomorrow we go to Genesis chapter 2. Eventually, at some point, little upon little, you will get to Revelation chapter 22. Amen. But we know it's not by letter now. It's by the Spirit. It's by revelation. But the, the Spirit administers the doctrine. Praise the name of the Lord. The Spirit administers the doctrine, administers the knowledge, precept upon precept, Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, dear a little. Now, just stay with me. Well, see, so doctrine is administered to us piece by piece. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, what did God call this doctrine? This precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. We'll see then in verse 12. What did he call it? He called it a certain word. This is God defining something. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. He called it rest. Amen. He called it what? Rest. So every time you are accumulating precepts and lines and doctrine, you are coming into what God defines as what? As rest. This is the stuff that we need to do. This is the kind of thing that we need to knock in our head. Amen. That God's rest, for a man to come into, a man to journey into rest, God's definition of rest, 
He journeys into God's definition of rest by the acquisition of knowledge. Praise the name of the Lord. He journeys into God's definition of rest by the acquisition of what? Of knowledges, of doctrine, of understanding. It's so he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. Remember, as I 55, we put it this way Wherefore do you labor for that which satisfied not? And spend money for that which is not, which is not bread. Come, hacking diligently unto me, and you shall find rest for your souls. It means that the administration of revelation, the administration of God's righteousness, is the administration of God's rest to a man. Amen? But that rest is a, is a process. You can't come into the, what God calls rest without the journey of precepts. Why? Because before rest came, what's the opposite of rest? Unrest. By definition, we are, we are unrest. Amen. Why are you agitated? It's unrest. Why are you anxious? It's unrest. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Why, why is there consent in life? Why, you know, why are we shaking sometimes when we're so worried? Not knowing the next thing to do, the next step to take is unrest. So, God knows that He cannot judge unrest in one day because our unrest is many. Praise the name of the Lord. Our unrest is what? Is many. Our unrest is numerous. Our unrest is many. Our unrest is uh, a multitude of things. Multitude of another kind of knowledge. So what they are trying to judge is another kind of knowledge. Amen. Remember the psalmist says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me beside uh, still waters, to the great pastures first. Then steal water. So it means that the knowledge of God is likely to steal waters. But guess what? The knowledge that we have been using to live our lives is on a, a troublesome water. You know, the Bible talks about troublesome waters. Waters that are not still. Waters that bring agitation. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I think we are okay. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Our technical team. Let <laughs> me appreciate them. They are trying. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are learning on the job and we are getting better. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, the opposite of rest is what? Is unrest. So this is going to be very simple. But you must begin to see righteousness. Amen. The opposite of rest is what? Is unrest. So if God is... They, they, they're not the biggest problem with unrest. Unrest has a rest. 
praising the name of the Lord. Uh, you know, I was watching the other I was watching the Cosby show again. And remember, there was that small, cute lady. Very cute. Very small, cute. So it was like the young, very fair, fine girl that's always like very smart. I don't know if you remember the Cosby show. Very, very smart girl. Maybe she was like four or five or six in the show, living with the Cosby family. Hi! I was wondering, this girl, this girl should be a bright star by now. Do you get me? We don't think that she's so smart. I think her name is Remy. Then I now say, when I see some people, I want to go and inquire how they are doing in life. They are now going to research and find out that she's uh, a lesbian and ABC and ABC. We just leave it like that. <laughs> I quickly shut down the research. <laughs> and that was the end of the Google set. <laughs> because I'm wondering, maybe unless she grew up, she'll be a wonderful star. Maybe she'll be a role model. You get me? Because when she was acting already at that young age, to know all those things she knew, it was amazing. Praise the name of the Lord. Satan knows how to cast those ones in young. Why? Because people are watching them. People look up to them. Who will they be because me now? Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So all those things that they, they just project to us out in the world, they are casting images. Casting images. Casting images. Then we say, hey, I want to be like that when I grow up. Am I communicating? It could be anything for you. But what has just happened is that you have captured a vision from out there. And that vision, what, what for, for a man to take a vision, do you know what it simply means? That man believes that the day he attains that vision, what has he attained? He has attained his rest. Every soul is looking for what? Rest. Oh my God. I said every soul is looking for what? Rest. Are you with me today? Every soul is looking for what? And what Satan has sold this world to this world is very strong. All, he has so many diversities of rest. Do you know he even has rest for those who are home? It's not that I'm not looking for a million dollars. They are just want to live simple with my family and everything, but work and that and that. You know, there are people, they will do like that, and they will work and they will do like that, and they will never acknowledge God in their life. Satan has package for every soul. <laughs> Meaning a rest package. I say this in what? Rest package. It's the, here in Psalm 28, they define it as a refuge of lies. Meaning, you refuge in a combination of lies. The refuge of lies is your vision. All of us have vision here right now. All of us. Sorry. Let me not know that he's our vision. <laughs> we all have vision here right now. Amen. That I will keep you not is an unrest vision. I said it's the words. Ask yourself a very sincere question. Did God, was it God that wanted to preach you? That's the sincere question you need to ask. 
you've got a lot of joints, there is a what? It's an unrest. Anything you pick, it wasn't formed by the world. It wasn't formed by the pastures of growth, by the reading of the spirit in the world. It wasn't formulated by that. Anything you pick, no matter how glorious it looks like, no matter how beautiful the rest is, <laughs> praise them of the Lord. Anything you want to achieve, sorry, I'm very sorry. <laughs> You want to achieve that God did not want to finish. It's an unrest vision. I know I'm eating over now. That's why I made the statement. None of us here are here for unrest yet. We have visions of unrest. Achievements that God did not want to And why it's difficult to lay down your unrest. I used to have this, it's difficult. In fact, you'd rather shoot me than lay down your unrest. So that I can stop attacking your unrest. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Why a man will never lay down his unrest is because the end of that vision is a rest for him. His soul has bought that thing. I don't know if I'm communicating. So let me make this practical. Let me make this practical. I, I, I will use one example of myself that actually I now, it came to pass. Then maybe I'll use another example of a projection I used to have. Amen. In, in about, I think, 2014, or 2012, 2013, 2014, I always have this vision because of my co workers, I always go for vacation. Take it. Every now and then, just your son is in Cancun. <laughs> or Mexico. <laughs> and if you chat me about it, as though they have the best life ever. You get me as though, like, oh, I'm missing out. So, it's like, now I have vision, I have to go to Hawaii. And the thing was so strong. In fact, I was not able to see myself in Hawaii without that, uh, that they are shared. So, they. Amen. I was actually seeing it. I was seeing myself there. I was ship it. <laughs> so one day my fire and my boss, we went to Hawaii. <laughs> I said my fire and I <laughs> I was not comedian. It was very expensive. <laughs> Well, I was, because I felt that by the time I go there and come back, I will have that feeling that those people are having. They must be having a feeling. I wanted to feel that feeling. It was, it was a journey. I wanted to have that rest. That's true. <laughs> so we went to Maui. Four days thereabouts. I did not enjoy one piece. First of all, I wrote, we went through San Francisco. He spent five hours there waiting. I was really for this thing called the evil spirits in that place. <laughs> 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 so I thought we landed in the Hawaii. He said, you know, it was, and this is, I don't want to waste it, so we must explore. So I said, we must go to all four corners of the Hawaii. <laughs> 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 
You will see people in by the beach, not wearing clothes. I mean, I cannot have come and not wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're laughing, I thought you are boring. You get me? So, if you have to sit there and see people not wearing clothes, I tell you, there's a limit to how much money you can have. You get me? Yes, sir, we believe you, sir. 
but really, you don't really connect how word can come to rest. Can anybody really connect it? How words, the word of God, can make you rest, can turn to a rest, that you are satisfied and totally content. Man shall not live by that is a uh, but we need bread to eat now. We always be asking our but Pastor Jesus, how about but, but who doesn't God want us to? <laughs> doesn't God want us to? We know now. Amen. You still understand one thing that all things were made by him, this word, and by him were all things made, and for him were all things made. So it means that all your source of provision is also inside the Logos, the Word. That being called Jesus Christ. He made all things and for him are all things. He knows how all your provision is coming, can come. So follow him. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now let's see a little bit more. I'm in verse 12 of 28. So we're going to say, This is the rest where you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward. If I always thought the scripture was, ah, God causing men. No, it's blessing. Hear me. It's blessing. That they may go. So the preaching is to make you go. It's to make you fall backward. And be broken. And be snared. And be taken. Because <laughs> what is God kind of thing is that? <laughs> but it's salvation. Do you know why? By yourself. You don't want to release your unrest. It has, do you know what? It has profited you. By yourself, you don't want to, you don't want to be a fool. They say this presented thing, we become too foolish. So let us keep our some of our wisdom. God knows that to, to save a man to the uttermost, he has to snare him. Meaning he have, you have to become his captive. That's why the Bible says he led captivity what? So captivity was a captivity to another spirit. Jesus now free. Jesus will free you. But the freedom is not for you to be free and go. The freedom is to take you as his own. Take you as his own. So he led captivity captive. You are now his own captive. If you are not his captive, you are none of his. I won't lie to you. And when I mean by that, that's a, I know it's a high statement. But it means, when I mean none of these, it means knowledge. I know you not. Knowledge is an exchange of knowledge. If you are not his captive, he captures people in different dimensions. He can capture you in the Holy Ghost milk dimension. Amen? You know there are, some, there are some ministers of the gospel that the milk dimension of the world is so intense that you know that God has them. God has put them. There is one worship leader now, Don Sin Oyego. 
when I see it, I hear his story. I know this one. <laughs> I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. When I hear his story, you get it. I wish I could. You know his story. About his family and everything. You know, he would have lost his wife a few years ago. He was sharing the testimony. But God used that process for salvation. When the guy, he went to, they invited him to uh, House on the Rock. And uh, the pastor, the Pharisee, asked him, What is your secret? They said, You know, they say, but they said, No, what is your secret? <laughs> he now says, He now gave a testimony that when he was praying to God concerning ministry, worship, that God, the Holy Spirit told him one thing, that don't come to me for songs. The Holy Spirit told him, don't come to me for songs. Interpreted as being just, he's just come to his presence and fellowship. Forget about songwriting. Then he realized that that's his soul. His secret was that he spends time with God, fellowship with God. He says that he's in that fellowship. Just normal fellowship, not that you're talking about songs. Regular fellowship is where the songs come. <coughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You know, the first time I just heard it, was a day, oh, 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 I said, it, it, it was something different. And I like, was this. So I, I thought it was okay, maybe let's be watching him. <laughs> if I don't breathe, no, I can't see it, but just, <laughs> just put your name on me, breathe. I said, who is this guy? Amen. Powerful, powerful. You can tell there's something there. You know, it's a new power. That's what holy is. Pure Holy Ghost power. But when in Holy Ghost realm, you can be a captive. They, they, they can capture you by experiences. But there's a, there's a captivity higher than that. I said there's a what? There's a captivity higher than that, like stronger than that. Now, if the knowledge that is in you is Christ, what kind of captivity is that? It means, if, think about it, if you have all the things, all that is his knowledge in his brain, in his heart, his word, is Christ. Whenever I want to make decisions, where would I fetch from? Whenever I want to decide what to do in the morning, where would I go to? So, who is my cap? Who is my captor? Is Christ. That is a more potent captivity. Am I communicating? That is a what? More potent captivity. So all that processes, line upon line here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backward. And fall backward. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Why fall backward? Where were you going before? Before Jesus came, I started learning Christ. Then you already know where you were going. What, 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 what would I call it? Unrest. Your vision in life before God, before Christ came to formulate a vision for you. Amen. What's the definition of that vision? 
unrest. Refuge of lies. And that was your part of life. You were already journeying in a path based on what you have designed as the journey, what your life should be like. Am I okay? Anybody have any questions? Amen. You formulated this is what I would okay. In five years, this is where I'll be. In ten years, this is where I'll be. In fifteen years, this is where I'll be. This planning everything. Amen. With your head. Amen. Based on the knowledge that you have in your head and the research that you've done in this world. You formulated the direction of where you are going in life. So you are going in that direction. They need to, you know, back when they call it, they need to rig you. <laughs> stop you. Cause you to fall backwards to stop that journey. They need to visit you to stop that wrong journey. That wrong vision. That way that cement rides. Cement rides. Cement rides onto a man. But the end thereof is what? Is destruction. Now, uh -huh, uh -huh. let's get into it. When they say there is a way that cement rides, it means anything that seems right to you is your righteous. Oh my God. Is your what? Is your righteousness. Now, hear me. Hear me. Refuge of lies can be your righteousness. Don't be today. I said refuge of life can be your what? That's why it's like 50 rights before God. Case in point, Saul before he became Paul. Amen? Amen. What was he doing? Killing Christians for what? In whose name? In God's name for what? They were blaspheming. Not so? But who told him that they were blaspheming? Was it God who told him? Was it not the summary of the refuge of lies that all the Pharisees had already been keeping? Who defined Jesus as blasphemous? Was it God? It was the Pharisees that he belonged to. Amen. So he got his information from this world. Are you seeing that? He got his information from this world. The knowledge that he was using to come about with his righteousness came from this world. And anything that comes from this world really came from the devil. Am I okay? Amen. Amen. Praise God. I don't think that because now we're on camera, I'm taking this you. <laughs> we're still going to teach righteousness. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. We are still going to teach righteousness. There is a way that seems righteous to a man. There is a way that seems what? Righteous to a man. The biggest warfare in your life is your definition of what is right. Of righteousness. That is the biggest warfare in your life. 
And if it's not world defined, if it's not world cultivated, it is this world cultivated. And that was the problem here. Let's see, let's go on. Verse 13, but the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they may go and fall backward and be broken and be snared and be taken. To be snared and taken is actually salvation. God, please, if, if anybody should snare me, Elohim can snare me and take me. Because there are other snares out there. What do we pray about the Lord all the time? That He shall deliver us from the snare of the fowler. Amen? He shall deliver us from the what? Do you know how they deliver you from the snare of the fowler? They snare you with truth. Can I prove it to you? It's in that scripture. Let's go to Psalm 91. Let's go and see it. It's there. That's how they deliver you from the snare of the father. It's snare. Somebody must take you. You cannot, no, no mind can just be on his own in the middle. There's no middle ground. Am I communicating? No mind can just be what? On his own in the middle. Say, oh no, I'm not snared by the father. I'm snared by my own self. Moshe, we're waiting for you. <laughs> Let me see how many thoughts you can manufacture for yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's see that Psalm 91. Amen. Verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4, he shall cover thee with his feathers. Under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield. When they say under his wings, it means wings, the wings are the shield. Covering. Then feathers. He shall cover thee with his feathers. That's the protection. That's the shield. So what is really his feathers? His feathers is his truth. What he will use to cover you as a shield is the ministration of his truth to you. Because his truth shall be your what? Shield and power. And now, imagine, okay, imagine, you know, uh, I cover you with my feathers. You are here. People will think that you are mad. Why are you always just staying with my Pastor James like this? Are you okay? Can't you go and live your life for yourself? It means that I have snared you and I've taken you. Amen? It means that what? I have snared you and I have taken you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So when he says under his wings, you are under his wings, he must have taken you. He must have snared you to himself. Another word for snare is endeared you to himself. 
A snare is not by force. A snare means I set the trap that you do not know was there and you, you kept going towards it because of because of uh, the food, the pleasure we are seeing. A snare is like, you know, when you, how many of us have set rat poison before trap? <laughs> That's the snare. If you put the trap by itself, would you catch anything? What do you have to put? Fish, all those kind of. Sometimes, let's say you want to mine, so we'll just put a little bit of. So we'll just put one small, maybe Gary, then the other food. You know, rats are going to eat it. <laughs> the rats are looking at the two, I'm looking at you. <laughs> you have to put proper things to stand around. Sometimes, we'll put, if we put the rock to the top, maybe we'll put stale bread. We'll see that for two days, the two not got any rats. Before I know, I'm not going to take one small piece of sardine or fish and put a pot of the bread. Within two hours, I said within two hours, the rat has been taken. <laughs> because of the incense. Where's <laughs> God? So when he says he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, he has to give you another snare. Because you are going by yourself. It's not that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm communicating. It's not he has put something in that trap for you that you know you are going to eat the fish. You don't even know that there's a trap there. It is said that who keep making rich and added sorrow. Sorrow is the trap. But then you will blast it in front of you. you. Your head will not be correct, you'll just be going. Amen. So, how do you deliver? Let's say a rat is going towards one trap and is bred on that trap. And you want it to go to another direction. You put fish on the other trap, you go for the other one. You put something better. Amen. What God put on his own is called eternal. Hey, we've been pursuing this eternal life for years. And I don't see happy yet, but I'm still going. And the further I go, the more I know I can't talk back. I don't know how many, of, how many of us can testify like that testify. I don't have it yet too. But I'll be going in for the end. Most normal people, after five years, say this is not working. Let's be going. Let's go and find something else to do with our life. But me, I'm gone. So who knows? I don't have it yet. I don't, I don't mind spending the rest of my life still finding it. Because I'm ensnared. I have been entrapped by these walls that lead to eternal life. I cannot help myself again. I don't know what else I'll be doing in my life again. Because there's something that this world does. It, will, it kills and disengages you from all the other pleasures. So what, what I said is something else I'm doing in my life again. So many things out there that I used to like. Every time I see them now, I see how useless, stupid, foolish they are. After I write my head will correct and I'll come back. I say, God, I'm sorry, really, I'm sorry, bro. I hope you're not angry. <laughs> I found out that there's nobody with that. I said, stop it, bro. Please don't be angry with me, sir. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. God is good. Hallelujah, somebody. So it's good for Elohim to snare you and take you. It's good for him to rule you, attract you to himself. And it's good for you to be under his wings. 
I don't mind. I'll sit down at his feet. If I take the table to be a dumb man, just a dumb man in that city, I'm okay. It's better than even being a king on the outside. Hey! What kind of statement is that? That's not an ordinary man. Because I bet you many of us, you say, oh no, okay, I can be a king, but I'll also be the dumb man. Can... <laughs> but you push me on social, I'll take the kingship. <laughs> David was so dead to his kingdom, to his kingship. Say, I'd rather be a doma at the temple of the Lord than anything else outside. And he was evil. You know, sometimes I feel that's why his people did not like him. He said, so, so many of my enemies. Guess <laughs> why the guy talks? He was, a, he was a future man talking in an old time. He was a type of Christ, talking things that those men could not handle. The only thing they were told was just managing them because they know he can fight and they know that he's the king. So they just respect him. They actually do not like him. They say, Bring us some. At least that one. When Saul is talking to king, most of is like, This guy is too weak. He can fight, so he'll be doing as though he cannot fight. He'll be behaving as though he cannot fight. That's how David was. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we blessed in the house this afternoon? Amen. Uh, let's go back to um, Isaiah 28. Let's go back there. Well, the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward, and be broken and be snared and taken. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, these come to men that rule these people, which is in Jerusalem. Oh my God, Scums, those men were bad boys, those are dead boys. How do I know? Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. You mean, you get me. Sit means you have arrived at the throne. When you are walking, it means you are still journeying. You are not yet sat on the throne. So when you are walking, you are walking in hell in, in this context. But these men, they are ruling Jerusalem. They not only walked in hell, they have arrived at death. They were sitting on the throne of death. They know how to kill perfectly. They were scornful. Seated in the seat of the scum. A scornful man is worse than and that walking in the council of the ungodly is worse than an ungodly man. Do you know why? As you're walking with an ungodly man, you will just, oh, why are you doing that? That's stupid. That's, that's dumb. And then you will feel bad about it. But a scornful man is like this. A scornful man, you first laugh. That's what I want. They won't even say anything. God, 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 be. I'm asking that. They will laugh at you. 
Like, now you're not going home, you're like, no, hey, God, look at this, this, this. You know, that's it's all night. That night will be all night, bro. God, no, hello, hello. Come and deliver me from all my enemies. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, a slow woman, they are deadly boys. May you not see a slow woman in your life in Jesus' name? There's no way you pass a slow woman and it will not leave a, it will not leave a, a trait in your mind. Because we wonder how someone can be seated, how someone can be so comfortable in their lifestyle that and it appears as though it's better than your own life. It didn't leave something here. The men that used to disturb me the most when I go for evangelism are not the ones that tell me, oh, I don't, I don't like, I don't really know about Jesus, so I don't like that kind of thing here. You know, those are those are ungodly men. This woman is one who welcome you into the home. Oh, who are you? <laughs> welcome. No, well, you're here. Oh, you're here from the church. Oh, okay, that's good. That's nice. <laughs> Didn't want anything. Uh, I'm okay. I just like to share. Okay, no problem. You can give me the pamphlet, but you know, I, I'm not really going to use it because <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm okay. I, I don't. If, you know what? I, 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 do you want something? Need something? It's like you need something again. <laughs> Peace. They call it covenant of peace, not so. But this one is a false peace. 
you are at rest with what the devil has sold to you as life. Am I communicating? Some people, you know, there are men living right now, they are becoming busy. They are so at peace with how their life is going. What Satan has sold to them as life that there are some people who say that if they, even if there is heaven and hell, I'd rather go to hell. People, they are not, their head is not correct. Mm -hmm. And they will say they like good things, yet they rather go to hell. It's a boast. That's, that's a boys who are approaching covenant with death. It's a terrible thing. And let me tell you, don't just, uh, you know, when we are preaching, I know I can't just even visit your death yet. I have to deal with the hell first. And should I break news to you? All of us have hell. They are delivering us from. They are delivering us from hell. Excuse me. What do you say when you want to throw your anger and malice back at somebody? Say I will give them. Yeah. Uh, you know what you want to do. <laughs> Come out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so people they can cover their hair because they have money, buy things, and when they when they want to be angry, they go and hide it so that nobody will see. And out there they are very nice because they have that ability to do that. Take them away from their comfort zone. Put a little bit of pressure on the man, his hair will come out. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And this is some, some, some people, some people, some colleagues. Where, ah, this person is the nicest person, never said anything wrong. But one day, you see his other color. You want him, this is the same person. I don't know, you can, can you connect. Even if it's the same person, they'll be so nice to you, they'll be so nice, they'll be there to give you everything. But one day, pressure comes, hell will break out. The hell is there, they're able to cover it with, you know, what all the world are used, with niceness of their environment, with their provisions. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'll begin to round up, but we need to see this. Because ye have said, we have made a covenant with them, and we held it, are we as agreement? When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. So there are two dimensions of troubles that this world did to us. One is lies our, our refuge, is stronger than the second one. The second one is falsehoods and we hid ourselves. I'll just explain it for you, see it once Lies our refuge is mind, canal mind. For the canal mind is enmity against God, is mind. It's actually more difficult to deal with mind than heart. The second one, falsehoods that we hid ourselves, is heart. I'm going somewhere. The Bible says, for the heart of man is what? Desperately wicked. Who can find it out? The heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can find it out? Now I'm going somewhere as I begin to run up. Verse 16 now says, Thus, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone. This is how they judge these things, but we'll come back to it. Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone. A tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Because when they were killing you, it wasn't in haste. Since you were born from your mother's womb, they've been killing you. <laughs> uh, so for them to save you to the uttermost, they can't do it in haste either. So he that believeth will endure the journey until all their falsehoods are dealt with. Then all their refugees are broken. Are you with me? So, he that believeth shall not make haste. Verse 17. Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet. So, and the hell shall sweep away the refuge of lies. So, judgment is for refuge of lies. And the waters shall overflow the hiding place. So, righteousness is for what? Righteousness is for the falsehoods. 
Remember, on that falsehood, verse 4, 15, have we hid ourselves? So you hid yourself in falsehood and you laid your bed in lies. You made lies your home and you hid yourself in falsehood. So one is deeper than the other. For example, your house is your hiding place, but your bedroom is your rest. Your bedroom is your refuge. Let's use that concept. So your house is your hiding place. But when you sleep, when you sleep as a refuge is your upper chamber, as your bedroom. So it means that refuge of lies is the most holy of falsehood. Just as judgment is the most holy of righteousness. So we call it life and everlasting life or Christ and the Father. Christ the realm of Christ is the breakthrough of righteousness. The realm of everlasting life, the realm of the Father, is the breakthrough of judgment. Go ahead, Brian. Let me hear you. Huh? I said the realm of Christ is the breakthrough for righteousness. The realm of the Father is the breakthrough for judgment. Well, I still want to visit righteousness. Judgment simply means this. A judge who is the one who makes judgment. Not so. And how does it come about in judgment? He must have a full comprehension of both righteousness and iniquity. Because one side is wrong. The thief is wrong. That's the defendant may be wrong. Maybe the, the, the defending lawyer is defending the guilty party. So that's iniquity. Then the prosecuting lawyer is protecting righteousness. So the judge must not only hear the case of the prosecutor, of what is right. He must also hear the case of what the guy who did wrong, how he did it. What is his excuse for doing it? He will now put all that information together to make a judgment. Because let's turn it around a little bit. Let's see until the thing settles. No, no, no. Just the where it's plugged. Sometimes if you put it in, yes, it may not be plugged in right. So just Move it around, but until yeah, okay. Praise God. Uh, yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So a judge is the perfection of righteousness, who has come into full understanding and can rightly divide. So judge is the, the dimension of line upon line, rightly divide it. Righteousness is dimension of precept upon precept. Let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. Because righteousness is many, many waters. It's, they call it many waters. Let me put it to you this way. I know, maybe especially if they have a lot of clothes, so I can use that as a good example. So, let's say you have like 50 different dresses. Meaning you have many righteousness. Because over years, you built up that many array of dresses in your wardrobe. 50 different or 100 different dresses. But yet, on a Saturday morning, on a Sunday morning, you will still say you don't have anything to wear. Very good example. Yes, sometimes. Amen. Why is that? Why is that? You, but why you, why they go to your wardrobe? Basket, clothes. Basket, clothes. Clothes and here. Clothes and there. Clothes on the bed. Clothes everywhere. Hmm. But yet, yeah. why is it? You have righteousness. You are wealthy. Clothes, but you don't know you are wealthy yet. 
Why? Because you have not put them in order, you have not arranged them. Judgment is lying upon life. It puts everything in arrangement. Now imagine if somebody comes and arranges all those clothes, all those righteousness in order. In colors, like a rainbow. So you, you read the, all your red dresses are together. You find, oh wow, I have ten red dresses. And <laughs> all your yellow ones are together, the black ones are together. The day you are now one, the reason why you say you have nothing to wear is because you have a concept in mind that you wanted to wear green today. And the problem is that you cannot find that green dress. That's why you say you have nothing to wear. So when judgment will put everything, judgment is perfection. It will put everything in order that when you walk in the wardrobe, you will see the you will see green. You will see the green area. And you say this is what this is kind of what I'm thinking of. That's what judgment does. But righteousness wants to flood you with all the many dresses. Righteousness wants to flood you with all the knowledges. Just to overflow. Let's see, it's there. It's there in verse, in verse 17. The last statement. And the water shall overflow. Righteousness wants to overpower. That's why you need word in and out of season. You need to be hearing God. And this will not be 45 minutes. Two hours message is good. Yes, sir. For overflow. 30 minutes can't overflow anything. <laughs> and it needs to be consistent. That's why we always say, go and listen to messages. Go and listen to messages. We want to overflow you. We want to flood you with it. Because it will take a flood to flood out your hiding places. Righteousness is what does that. So that's why the doctrine of Christ is like the main meat because it's many. Is many things to be said. Then when you, if you are not ready for realm of the Father, everlasting life, the realm of the Father will organize those many things inside your life and call your soul. Put everything in order. Immediately you begin to know when you are making decisions, you know what dress to pick. Your decision making will be accurate, will be perfect, will be excellent because it's all arranged. All put, the righteousnesses have been put in place. You're able to descend between good and evil. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's wrap it up. Verse 17. Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet. So line, you see line? So judgment is line upon line, arrangement of all the righteousness in proper place. So I'll be able to discern what God hates and what God lacks. What God's definition of what is right and what God's definition of what is iniquity. When it, everything is arranged in the right order. In that shelf called your soul. But you must first be flooded with the waters first. With the books first. With the many books first. Which is righteousness. Am I, 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 I complicating? Which is what? Which is righteousness. Now, hear me as I close. Now, verse 16 is the wisdom of how they build this righteousness. Glory to God. Uh -huh. So this is it. Therefore, so saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone. Oh, a stone. What is a stone? That stone really is a rock. If you break a rock, what gushes out? 
Why? Why a stone? They mean a, they want you to be a container of waters, of righteousness, a rock. On this rock will I build my church. That's what What rock? The rock of revelation. What revelation? Gospel of Christ, which is the waters of the world. So when the righteousness is coming to you, righteousness is doing two things. It's pumping you with waters. And these kind of waters are elements that solidify, that make you stone, make you rock. It also develops a shell. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? Think about it. Look at a snail, for example. A snail develops on the inside. It's just one soft thing that's almost like a little fluid. Whereas it develops a shell on the outside. Do you get me? Now, when the mother gave birth to baby shell, amen, in the same sack, the same nutrients that developed the body is the same nutrients that formed the shell. The same content of what that that shell, that snail carries, parts of the chemicals, parts of the reaction is developing the body of the snail, and that same but that same thing, part of the reaction is developing the shell. So when the word of God is coming to you, is waters that contains things inside it, substances in it, seeds in it, that make you grow. So if you need to grow up. With a shell that is containing the waters of the world. For I lay Zion for a foundation, a stone. Zion itself is a mountain. And what gushes out of mountains is also water. A stone. A tried stone. Now, let me just stop in tried stone. What the difference between a stone and a tried stone? A stone became a stone by the hearing of many waters. But because the many waters is coming, and there is already something inside the soul when the waters is coming. What is inside the soul? Falsehoods is also waters, it's a form of waters. So when Christ is coming, by the doctrine of Christ is coming to you, the doctrine that you'll be living by, amen. The doctrine that you are currently believing by, the knowledge by which you are believing by, called the falsehoods, will begin to walk with the knowledge of Christ that is coming into you. This is where the battle is. Then that's when you will now say, hey, I'm suffering. No, no, you are not suffering. What is going on is that the knowledge you used to live by, they are now choking it. It's no longer prospering anymore. And so your body system begins to feel uneasy. Because what you used to prosper in the past is not prospering as much as you used to prosper before. Because a new knowledge has come. So you now say, oh, I'm going trials. Yes, we know it's trials, we understand. But the processes that it's going through is that you are exchanging masters. You are exchanging masters. Righteousness is our master now. I said to somebody here, righteousness is your master now. You are exchanging masters. In time past, sin has mastered you. Falsehoods have mastered you. But transformation is happening that now by the hearing of righteousness, by the hearing of the word, you are changing masteries. You are changing masters. 
then the day will land when you change the master properly. When you finish righteousness, then they will now call you king of righteousness. I don't begin to appreciate God this afternoon. Let's give him praise. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your holy name. We lift you up on high. Thank you for how you helped us today again. Thank you for this session. Thank you for the impartation of righteousness. While you continue to deliver us sin of death and from You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim.